Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of Friday Fire. It is uh, Friday, April 8th, and uh, wow, the uh, the first quarter's already done, man. The year is uh, just, just flying by. And um, on today's episode, man, we're going to take a look at what in the world is up with the uh, the housing market, especially here in Texas. Um, so for those of you just now finding the show, my name's Sam. Uh, I am the small business surgeon. And uh, on Fridays, we do Friday Fire on the podcast. It's me just uh, monologuing, generally sharing something I've uh, learned during a week or something that's been happening inside of my business. Um, on Mondays, we have full-length interviews with CEOs and authors and people from all around the world of business that share their stories with us and then on Wednesdays we've added a new and third episode every week called Sam and Kyle see what's up where we're literally uh, my assistant Kyle and I peruse the internet and uh, talk about some of the more interesting things that are happening in the world around us so anyway welcome to Friday Fire ah what the fuck is going on with housing man that's gonna be the topic today so uh, you all know me as the the small business surgeon um but for the last almost five years now, I have been running a real estate company called Live In College Station. It's the Live In College Station team with EXP Realty. And with that, because of what the small business surgeon has become and because of how uh, Texas Media Foundry, which grew out of the real estate company, how that's taken off, um, right now I'm in a weird spot where I just kind of sell as much real estate as I feel like. Um, my real estate company and growing it and scaling it has not been my primary focus. Um, growing and scaling small business surgeon and Texas media foundry has been far more, uh, far more at the front of my to do list. And, uh, you know, I've got a couple of real estate agents that work for me. They do a great job. And, um, I take all the organic leads that I feel like. So I generally just do uh, business with my friends and with my past clients. And a lot of the new business goes off to uh, to Jake and Rob, the two agents that, uh, that work with me. And, you know, I sell as much real estate as I want. I prefer land deals, uh, ranches. I prefer commercial deals, generally because they're more complex. They take a little bit more uh, more time and more, more of a... a, a refined amount of knowledge to uh, to close there's only so much you can do with uh, with a house but uh, the demand has kind of come back in residential very very strong and we've, we've actually got more um, residential stuff than we can handle so I'm, I'm going to be spending a little bit of time um, doing some more training and scaling on the uh, on the residential real estate side and you know I get asked a lot what is going on with the housing market and it's normally by people that are wanting to buy houses or wanting to sell and just wondering if there's going to be a better time to do it. And as a rule of thumb, the best time to buy or sell real estate is right now. Um, whenever, the, whenever you need to buy it or sell it, it's better to sell or buy according to your needs rather than according to what you think the market's going to do. Historically... Um, year over year, real estate, I mean, there's, there's just not a better, uh, 
there's not a better vessel for generating long-term wealth for the for the average person and many many people when the market fluctuates like this i mean right now we're in in the hottest market that, that i've ever seen um but when the market does this people think that they're gonna wait for the market to correct or wait for the market to drop or wait for the market to crash and then get a better deal but let's look at what really a quote unquote better deal is all right let's say for example you are in a $250,000 house. You want to buy a $250,000 house and you're thinking, well, maybe I'll wait because maybe the market will correct. And let's say a market correction of 10% happens, which would be, you know, a really big correction at this point. Let's say a market correction of 10% happened and all of a sudden your $250,000 house is worth $225,000. You are in a position of what is known as underwater. But what has fundamentally changed for you? You bought that house planning on living in it for the next 10 to 15 years. And in 10 to 15 years, you would expect that house to be worth significantly more than it's worth now. So looking at all the historical data saying if, if I'm buying this house to hold it for 10 years, really a 10% correction on the front end doesn't matter one bit. But let's say it stays level. Let's say for some reason after 10 years your $250,000 house is worth $225,000. Let's just, let's just say for example, so you've got, there's $25,000 over 10 years. Well that means that if this house is the right house for you, that means that it has cost you um, $2,500 a year in depreciation. So if I take that $2,500 a year and divide it by 500 weeks, which is your 10 years. Um, hold on. I'm not very good at calculator. That's five. That's what I thought. So it's essentially the difference between you living in a home and waiting to see if you can time the market is $5 a week over 10 years. Like it's fucking no difference at all you'd pay more than that in rent increases, right? So what I've got to really explain before I get into what I think is going to happen to the market, there's no better time to buy real estate than when you need to buy real estate. There's no better time to invest in real estate than when you're ready to invest in real estate. Don't look at this as time in the market. Look at this as fundamentally real estate has never lost money in its entire history. Like the fucking houses that people built in the 17th century are worth hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars more you know it's just, it, it just all fucking goes up all the time uh, because of amongst other things inflation and population growth and they, they, they don't make real estate anymore like stop worrying about a 10 percent correction in the market and stop trying to time that shit stop trying to get just just fucking i, I swear do what's right for you don't worry about the market. Worry about yourself. Worry about your needs. The housing market here in Texas. Now, again, I get asked about this four or five times a fucking week at this point. This is my opinion um, based on the fact that I've got some education and I've been doing real estate in one form or another for over 20 years. In my opinion, house prices in Texas will not drop at any point in the foreseeable future. 
I believe that they're going to continue to go up, both as demand surges and uh, is absolutely skyrocketing. The ability to fulfill the demand is uh, is surging and skyrocketing. Sorry, the inability to fulfill that demand. So we're getting a backlog of staff. There's not enough houses right now for the amount of people that want to live in the state. So there's more people moving in than we can possibly accommodate at this point. And the real question is, do I foresee a slowdown in the influx of immigration to Texas? And again, no, I don't. I think that you know the country may be going towards some uh, some economic hardships, yet Texas is one of the brightest lights, is one of the flagships of you know. I mean, shit, we got like this what the seventh or eighth largest economy in the world. Texas is doing well. Like you all might be in the middle of a recession, but we are not. And what's kicking our ass the most is is the amount of people that are moving here. So. I don't think that the Texas real estate market is going to come down at any point in the near future, any time in the next five years. The only thing that would uh, would fuck it up, I, I believe, would be something going wrong with uh, with our actual currency, with our actual dollar. But then it wouldn't just be the real estate market; it would be all the markets in in all the world. So there'd be a, a lot more uh, <laughs> a lot more problems to solve than this one. So Texas real estate. Um, Guys, I don't think it's going down. I don't think it's going to go down ever. Um, the rate at which it's ap appreciating is going to slow. And the rate at which it's appreciating may stall. But even in the worst recession in living memory in 2008-9, um, the prices didn't go down. The prices stayed stagnant. They might have dipped a shade maybe a few percentage points. But in my local market, in the college station market, they didn't go down. They stayed stagnant. There wasn't a massive, massive wave of foreclosures. And there may be pockets of uh, Houston. There may be pockets of Dallas. But I doubt it. You look at the influx of people and the gentrification that's happening in the old uh, run-down areas. And you look at the amount of money that's coming into the state from other places. I don't see this going anywhere in a southerly direction whatsoever. I think the housing market in Texas is going to become even more competitive in the foreseeable future. And buying over the next 12 to 18 months um, is going to be quite, quite difficult. Um, so, obviously, I'm a real estate agent. You know, I don't really like the word realtor. Um, does anybody really like realtors? I, I don't know. I don't really like hanging out with realtors. Um, they're not my kind of people, the, the, the ones that get paintbrushed with it, which is strange because, you know, you get realtors from all walks of life. Um, and you've got some amazing people that are real estate agents individually. But the minute you put them in a room and, and they call themselves realtors, a very funny thing happens. And uh, it just... They're not my my kind of people, which is really, really strange because they're not a lot of people's kind of people. And so most of the people that come to me for, for real estate are looking f to work with me and, and not a, a typical realtor because, you know, I, I tell the truth and I, I, I don't beat around the bush, uh, maybe so. So here's a couple of tips. Um, if you are in the market for a house or if you are in the market to sell a house, 
most people that are trying to buy a house don't know that realtors and real estate representation representation that doesn't actually cost them anything. Um, so when you list a house for sale, the agreement that you make with the broker is for a percentage of the uh, the sales price. It's generally 6%. Sometimes it's 7% if it's a more complex transaction. Sometimes in markets like this, uh, some realtors will cut their prices and go on a smaller percentage. Um, but generally it's 6%, and that's a cost borne by the seller. Well, the buyer, they get their representation, and their representative is paid out of that seller-borne cost. So... The, the realtor gets paid, you don't work for the buyers for free, but there's no cost uh, on the buyer side generally. And um, on the selling side, a lot of people are like, well, you know, do I need a realtor with this market? So what the realtor does is most people are going to buy or sell a house every five to seven years. Um, you know, most realtors are gonna are, are gonna do that every couple of months. Um, you know, if if somebody's good, they should be doing anywhere from three to six transactions a month. So they've got vastly more experience in the entire process than anybody involved. On the buyer side, there's no cost. You get help getting a mortgage, you get help finding your house, you get help negotiating, you get help doing all the inspections and stuff. And a lot of buyers, especially the new wave of buyers that don't trust the older guys, um, you know, is it right to say millennial buyers? It's, it's, it's the young millennials and the ones under that, the ones that are just dipping their toes in the housing market. Um, you know, they think, well, I've got Google, I can do all this myself, I don't want to pay a realtor. And guys, when you're buying, use Google, you can do it all yourself, get a realtor anyway, because it's not going to cost you anything, and it's going to save you a shitload of time, and a shitload of headaches, and just, trust me, like, as a guy that bought and sold property without a realtor, and then realized how much easier using a realtor made it, and then became a realtor... Um, you just you just want to have that expert on your side at no cost. Now flip that on the other uh, side of the coin here, selling. When you sell your house, guys, um, right now, um, you know if right now if you put something for sale, you're probably going to get some phone calls on it. And a lot of sellers are thinking, hey, I'm going to save that six percent. But let's say you decide to do all your own work. And you think your house is worth three hundred thousand dollars, and you think I'm gonna save six percent of this three hundred grand by listing this house myself. Okay, so that's eighteen grand you're saving. Well, right off the top, if a buyer has representation, then the buyer's representative is gonna want to get compensated for bringing the buyer. So you'll probably lose two to three percent off there. So now you're saving nine grand. All right, I'm gonna list my house myself and save nine grand. You still have to list it, you still have to show it, you still have to make sure the inspections are scheduled, the appraisal is scheduled, you have to make sure that the survey is up to date, you have to handle people coming in and out of your house, you have to work with the lender and you have to work with the title company, all to save $9,000. But here's the kicker, if you don't know where to list that house and you don't have the network of real estate agents that have qualified buyers that are ready to make bids, in this market, listing the house at three hundred thousand dollars, 
might cost you money. Because a realtor with a good network and a realtor that knows all the other agents and has contact with them and says, hey, I've got this, who do you have that needs it? Before it ever goes live, we can start generating interest in that property. And in the current market, our job is to get the highest priced offer possible that can be financed. Right? I mean, we can get a $500,000 offer on a $300,000 house, but we have to make sure they've got to pay for it too. So if you don't know how to do that, and if you don't know how to get through that process, all of a sudden you're selling a house for $300,000 and you still have to pay the other guy commission and you end up netting $290,000. Whereas with the realtor, even though you're going to pay that 6%, there's a very, very, very good chance that you're going to net far more than the... Uh, the $291,000 that you would have netted without doing it yourself, plus you get rid of all that headache. So, man, how much is your time worth? That's the question. Um, you know, I have a real estate company and we have systems for selling houses and the market is very, very good. And man, we're getting the best prices possible. We're getting top. The last thing we, uh, last thing we listed had six offers all over asking price, um, all within an afternoon. And again, that's that's not our, uh, that's not necessarily our marketing. That's the marketplace, and that's us knowing who to contact and who to reach with these properties to get the most possible for them. Um, but yeah, that's what's up with the housing market. Um, it's not going to get any different. It's not going to chill out. Um, it's not going to crash. Uh, Texas is uh, Texas is going to be a, a a leader in the world economy for a long long time. And um, if if you want to buy real estate, time it to yourself. Make sure it works for your timeline and your schedule. And don't worry about the market, because over ten and twenty and thirty years, the only place the real estate market is going is up. So anyway, that's it. That will wrap up today's Friday Fire. Um, I try not to get too real estatey on the uh, on the small business surgeon podcast. I like to keep it um, small business, but occasionally uh, you guys need reminding that even though now uh, I spend a lot of time helping companies scale from seven figures and upwards, um, I still do own my real estate company, and I very much like jumping into those complicated deals and uh, rolling my sleeves up and doing some small business surgeon problem solving on the real estate side of things so uh, yeah if you need help with real estate you can also uh, shoot us a dm and uh, we can jump on that with you too all right that's it from me for today you'll be good stay safe have a wonderful wonderful weekend and uh, tune in monday because we got a full-length interview lined up for you guys and then uh, another show wednesday this week also all right take it easy i will see you guys monday small business surgeon podcast if you've made it this far you clearly like it so go on itunes and leave us a five-star review this helps people find the show and spread the good word 
share with friends, and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.